0: Hey, it's Danielle, and it's Lisa, and it's Tiffany, and we want to thank you guys for joining us today on Mommy's Wine Time. Today, I decided to bring in Arbor Mist, the Chardonnay Tropical Fruits. Um, I picked this up because I thought it would be a little bit sweeter, you know, since I like the sweet stuff, so I thought it would be like a little bit sweeter. Um, I know we tried another Arbor Mist, but I'm not exactly sure which one. I can't remember which one we tried, but I know it wasn't this one. Um... And it was really last-minute drink for me to pick up. <laughs> I like, picked it up like 15 minutes before everybody was supposed to be here. So what do you guys think?
1: I like Arbor Mist. Arbor Mist Sangria is actually one of my favorites, but this one is really good, too. It's a good sweet. And it's not too sweet for me, I don't think.
2: I like it. Yeah, I, I agree. It's not super sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's got a nice little sweet, fresh taste to it. So it's pretty good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Surprisingly, I like it. It's not as sweet as I thought it was gonna be, but at the same time i um I do like it so so
1: Danielle poured mine in tiffany's glass, big old glasses, mind you, <laughs> big glasses, then her glass is this little dinky glass. <laughs> I'm going to post a picture on our Facebook page for Mommy's Wine Time, and you should see what she... I mean, me and Tiffany pretty much drank all of ours, but what's in Danielle's cup is what she pretty much poured in her cup. (laughs) (laughs) That's about right. I mean, that's usually how it goes. Lisa and
2: I normally drink most of the bottle between Mm -hmm. the two of us. And Danielle, Don't judge. Don't (laughs) judge us. (laughs) And Danielle normally babysits her drink to the end of the podcast, and then Mm -hmm. she gives it away. (laughs) So, yeah, the Mm -hmm. Lushes on the show again make their debut. All right, so tonight I figured we would discuss voting and the presidential candidates because right now we're in election season. We're in the primaries. Uh, Right now we have the Republicans and the Democrats running um, basically for their spot. So Democrats are trying to win the Democratic bid. Republicans are trying to win the Republican bid. So I figured it would be a great topic to discuss right now so you can get a a good feel of who's in the field, um, how you can register to vote, um, just different voting statistics. We are not political experts in any form or fashion.
1: Not at all.
2: I'm a registered voter. I'm a registered voter. I'm registered as well. Okay, so we're all registered voters, which means we should be aware of who's running um, and basically what their platforms are. Um, are you guys aware of the different platforms of all of the individuals running? No, not all of not them. Not all of them. Not at all. Mm-mm.
0: I'm not even going to lie to you. No.
2: I would not expect you to at this point because there are so <laughs> <Yeah>. many I, <laughs> many. I oh took a God. look
0: at the lesson. I was like, oh my goodness, like this is a lot. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I went uh, to who is running for president on New York Times and there are three Democrats running currently and it looks like there are fourteen Republicans running at this point. I know that a couple have dropped out on both
0: sides of the fence, so actually I, I looked at um something too, I can't remember the site that I went to and yeah, I seen like so many Democrats had like dropped out and I was like, geez, whoa
2: <laughs> And the crazy thing is is there's still so many left I in the know. field. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Um, So I figured we'd start off with a little bit of information on um, voting statistics. And this research was done August 26, 2015, and the information was taken from the U.S. Census Bureau. And it says almost 219 million Americans are eligible to vote. However, only 146 million of those individuals are registered to vote. In the 2012 presidential election, roughly 126 million people voted, which is about 57.5% of Americans. Hmm. The state with the highest voter turnout was Minnesota, and the lowest was Utah. It says that more females are registered to vote than males. Asians have the lowest percentage of registered voters amongst the various races. The age demographic from 18 to 24 have the lowest percentage of registered voters. The groups with higher levels of education and those with more income have a large percentage, a larger percentage of registered voters. And the top reason cited for not voting was they were too busy or there was a conflicting schedule. So how are you guys thinking about those statistics? Anything that surprised you or shocked you about those statistics? Mm,
1: I mean, I can't believe it. In 2012, that's all... That voted out of the people who are eligible and the people who are registered, and then now all the people who complain all the time yeah, about who the president is. Did
0: you even vote? Like, yeah, it's like if you didn't get out there and vote, then don't sit there and complain right. about what you don't like about the president because you mm-hmm. had a chance to. Make a change, make a difference. And I think that's, like, the biggest thing when it comes to people is vote. Like, if you want to make that change and you want to make a difference and you don't want this to happen, then you need to get out there and vote. hmm So do you guys feel like people
2: are not voting because they don't know who to vote for? Do you feel it's more, I don't like who's available to vote for?
0: I think it's more not knowing. Knowing. Who, you know, who's running, what mm-hmm. they stand for, what they want to change. You know, they don't mm-hmm. really know. So I feel that some of the people just go and just vote just to say I voted. Right. And they don't really know. And other people, you know, they just don't care. Mm-hmm. But then they want to sit and complain at the same time. Right.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of people vote like, I think we're kind of at that point in the world where you need to kind of, like, some people are absolute diehard, like, Republicans or Democrats. Like, they could probably not even like the president running for, to be a Republican, but they're still going to vote for them because they're Republican, and God forbid they vote for a Democrat or vice versa. And I think that's a lot of problems that, that you know, we have because there is so many. It's like, you at this point you need to listen to who you like the best and you need to listen to what their views are, what they go for and that's truly who you need to vote for like you need to get over this I'm a diehard Republican so I don't care if the people are a bunch of idiots I'm going to vote for them or I'm a diehard Democrat, I don't care if they're this, I'm going to vote for them like you cannot tell me people truly want Donald Trump to be the president he's leading in the polls exactly,
0: that's my point, like I think like, that really? people think it's going to be funny to see what it's going to be like to have him as president mm-hmm. rather than what is he really going to do to change the world. Like if it's going to yeah. affect us in a good way or if it's going to affect us in a negative way. Because I think a lot of people might have voted for Barack Obama just because mm-hmm. he wasn't African-American or part mm-hmm. African-American. I know that was a big issue, too rather than and I believe Mm -hmm. truly that he's a good president no matter what his race is I think a lot of things have changed for the better but I think that that's a a reason a lot of people voted for him and now a lot of people are complaining because they might not like Mm -hmm. what he's doing and I think that's just the problem I think that's the same thing when Bush you guys really didn't do your research you kind of just voted for Bush right and now you're talking all you know what I'm saying like You could have made a difference and not vote. You know what I'm saying? Either vote it so he wouldn't get as many votes. Another Mm -hmm. person would have got, you know, more votes or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think I I agree with you guys. Some of it is party ties Mm -hmm. that you just feel like
2: Republicans are what I stand for because Mm -hmm. the majority of them feel the same way. So that's when I'm just going to vote as Republican no matter what. Um, Same thing with Democrats. I'm just going to vote Democrat. I don't really know their stance. I'm just going to vote for them because I assume... It's basically the same that I believe. Right. And the reality is there's so many different spectrums on both sides. Like some lean towards the middle. Some are very far left. Some mm-hmm. are very far right. Everybody's um, campaigns and their platforms are totally different if you actually look into them. I think part of it is people are not informed enough. Mm-hmm. They hear somebody and they hear a few talking points and they say, okay, that sounds good right. to me. I'll go with that. I think the problem is, we assume that the president has more power than what he or she actually has. And we assumed, uh, well, people were very mad at Obama for not getting things through that he had promised. But you have to realize it's who you vote into the Senate and who you vote into the House, because those people are what affect, and I think people don't know them. And to be truthful, I don't really focus on them as much as I probably should, because those are the people who are from your state who are trying to do things to better your state or to harm your state depending on who their constituents are. So I think we kinda need to start paying more of an attention
1: on that level I, that we're not I agree. Like there was so many things that I think Obama wanted to do but because the people who are underneath him that had to okay it they didn't okay it. So he got shut out. And, and I do, I agree. Like, I think, and I think now a lot of politics have been, um, well, oh, that's what you want. Oh, well, guess what? I'm purposely, no matter how I probably feel deep down inside, we're not voting that in because we're Republican, you're Democrat, or because we're Democrat, you're Republican. So I don't like you. We're not in the same party. So I'm just gonna nix that idea in the butt real quick. And it's like they've become at like the battle with each other. And really, in the end, nobody gets screwed but the people of America.
2: And I don't think that we are actually understanding what what people's platforms mm-hmm. are and, honestly, who truly supports those ideas and who are just right. saying it to gain support for their campaign and who really mean what they're saying. Right. I think that we fall into the trap of saying, oh, well, they said they're going to do this or they said they right. really, really like this and they've been pushing for it, but your voting says the opposite. Yeah. But we don't pay attention to their voting. We don't pay attention to what, like, their Mm -hmm. history is. We just assume because this is what their platform says that that's what they're standing for. Yeah, exactly. I think what would be helpful, and now that I say that, I think what would be helpful is if on the voting ballots that they actually listed that person's platform. Mm -hmm. Like, it was required to say, this is what I believe in, this is Mm -hmm. what I'm running on. Because just in case you didn't do your research, at least you could be informed. Right. In at least a little Mm -hmm. sense of the matter of what this person stands for.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't like politics and, like, I am one, like, I never really researched before. But now I think I will truly, like, do my research at every level because I do see everything that's been happening over almost the last, what, eight years now where... Everybody's, like, against the president, against the president, against the president. So even when he had great ideas, he was trying to get us in the right direction. It was just cut because the people that were vote, other people that were voted in, were not the same as him. So everything got, it got denied. So I, I definitely this year, well, almost this year, will definitely actually do research to vote everybody who I want in.
2: Well, the bad thing is, in the primary for your Republicans and your Democrats, Mm -hmm. you have to declare a party in order to vote for in the primary election. Mm -hmm. So right now the Democratic field is three people. Mm -hmm. You have Bernie Sanders, Hillary Rodham Clinton, and you have, let's see, Martin O'Malley. Mm -hmm. So those are the only three running on the Democratic side. But you have to declare that you're in the Dem- Democratic Party in order to be able to vote for one of those people right. at this stage in the mm-hmm. election. So are you guys declared one or the other? Or are you guys lean more towards independent? Because an independent doesn't actually have the party.
1: You bid, like, like, like the when the we primary. had to register or whatever? Or what do you mean?
2: Yeah. So you would declare Republican or Democrat? I think I would declare Democrat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you'd be able to vote in the primary mm-hmm. for a Democrat. Mm-hmm. Like, you couldn't vote on a Republic, Republican, but you could vote on a Democratic mm, gotcha. uh, nominee. Um, have you guys looked into any of these three? I imagine
1: two of them, at least, you would have. I doubt that you've heard of Martin O'Malley. I have no idea who that is. That's why I was just going to say, who is he, and is he knew Where did he come from? <laughs> Um, so we'll kind of run through like who the Dem- Democrats are, who the
2: Republicans are, and what they were doing prior to running for the presidential election of 2016. So the first person we have is Hillary Rodham Clinton. Um, you guys know her as the former first lady to Bill Clinton. Uh, she was the former Secretary of State. Then you have Martin O'Malley. He was the former Maryland governor you have bernie sanders who was a senator from vermont you have on the republican side you have jeb bush former florida governor ben carson a retired neurosurgeon sorry chris christie new jersey governor ted cruz texas senator carly fiorina former business executive um, I'm surprised she's not getting more shine because she is a female. Yeah, I was right. <clears throat>
0: uh,
2: There's Jim Gilmore, former Virginia governor. Lindsey Graham, South Carolina senator. Mike Huckabee, which um, you guys have probably heard his name before. Uh, he tried for a presidential bid before. Mm-hmm. Former Arkansas governor. John Kasich, uh, Ohio governor. George Pataki, former New York governor. Rand Paul, Kentucky Senator, Marco Rubio, Florida Senator, Rick Santorum, former Pennsylvania uh, Senator, sorry, and Donald Trump, real estate mogul. So are you guys familiar with some of these individuals? Some of them sound, the names do, yeah. Uh, Rand Paul, he was another one that um, ran a presidential bid, bid as well in the past. That's a lot. Yes, good lower. I don't think we've had this many before.
1: Yeah, yeah that's so many. It's a, uh, it's a little daunting. <laughs> that well, list. when do they like? um, When will they be broke down into where there's only a couple of them?
2: Normally by this time it would have been crazy. it would have been weeded out at this point. Fourteen. Um, let's see. Yep. yep, it's a
0: lot. That's what yeah. I said when I looked at it, and I was like, "Geez." Right, hmm. and I could see with this one where people
2: are just like, I will wait until right because too many yeah, people until they narrow it down to one person and one person <laughs> from each side before I really get involved. Um, but then again, you're running the risk of choosing someone right. that doesn't necessarily represent your beliefs in all aspects, mm-hmm. or in a majority of the
1: aspects that you believe in.
0: So these 14 people, like,
1: do they have to start dropping out on their own
2: to yes. get out? Or how
1: does that happen?
2: So I believe what happens is they would all keep running uh unless they feel like they're just so far behind that at this point they're wasting money because we've already had people start to drop mm-hmm. out. And then eventually the Republican Party is going to have to vote <laughs> on all of these people. Um I... Don't know. I think it's going to not work out in their favor. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) that's. It just seems like the field is really flooded.
1: Yeah. Like, that's too friggin' many people. Like, I like nice three little Democrats I can look over, and then looking at the Republicans, I'm like, that list is like exhausting just looking at it. Wee. So. Is Jeb Bush related to the Bushes? Yes. Yeah. Kick his ass out real quick. No,
2: I'm just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's related to the Bush family. Mm-hmm.
1: Gotcha. Let me see who else here. See, and I didn't even know there was a girl on the Republican side. I had no idea. I wonder if. Is Lindsay, is that a girl or is that a no, boy? No, that's, I think that's a guy. guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no offense, I was just asking. <laughs> you no,
0: know, whatever site that I went to, it showed, like, pictures of them. hmm And I was just looking, you know, to kind of get a feel of... Is there anybody's pictures where you would be like, oh,
1: please don't let that person be... Well, yeah, not on top. But... <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty
0: much a given.
2: I think it but- says a lot that he is number one mm-hmm. for the Republican side. I think that kind of shows how we are as a nation at this point that people are so far to the right that they think that this man will do a great job and that we're so far to the left on the other side that we think that Bernie Sanders who, who described himself as a democratic socialist Mm -hmm. is leading on the democratic side. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a wealth distribution, that you can see clearly in the politics where you have somebody who's like no Muslims at all in the country. Um, let's build a wall to keep immigrants out right. and people are
0: like, Oh wow, this guy is awesome. Let's do it. Because that's so gonna work. I think it's like I said, and it's just my personal opinion. I think it's more like, oh, I think it's gonna be funny to have Donald Trump as a president but then yeah, when I mean, I'm going to Donald Trump gives you know, becomes president. Then you're going to be complaining and be like, "Oh, this wasn't such a funny idea. This wasn't such a good idea." When it starts mm-hmm. really affecting, I don't even you. think it would be funny at all. I'm not. I'm just saying. I think that's how some people are. Like, oh, you know, it would be cool to right. have him because I've heard people say before, "Oh, it would be cool to have Snoop Dogg as president." Like, people look at it now as like, "This is the cool shit." Thing I'd rather to Snoop do. Dogg than Donald Trump, just to be honest. I mean, but unless- I'm just, <laughs> but I'm just saying. I think like in general, I think that's why he's probably leading. because people mm-hmm. are probably like. They know a lot of people that don't do their research on the candidates, they know him already better. Right. You know right. Understand? He's a popular name. Then everyone else. So it's why not just pick him? Why not just pick him? But I think that, like, if he got chosen, I would be like, mm-hmm. oh crap. So <laughs> your lives are really it,
2: about to change. I find it a little bit sad that people are, are supporting him because his ideas are so. Mm-hmm. radically right to me like they're on the right side mm-hmm. of the political spectrum where it's very um racist you know it's very classist it's uh it subjugates women i mean i'm j- it's sexist it is it's, it's just so so far to the right and the fact that these ignorant things come out of his mouth and people are like Yes, yeah, we've right. been supporting this all along. I'm glad you said it. It kind of takes me aback that people like that live in this nation. I mean, I know that they do, but the fact that you can be so radically ignorant
1: in a political setting and people are like, I love this guy, number and one. You know, and I think a lot of it too is there is a lot of die hard Republican people. Like, die hard. I don't care. Donald Trump, you're a complete idiot. But guess what? You're a Republican. So yeah, go Donald Trump. I'm all for you. I'm all for your stuff. Sarah Palin, like, are you fucking kidding me? People truly wanted Sarah Palin to be vice president. What if something happened to the president and she became our president? We'd be screwed. Like, she's a complete idiot. But she was a Republican, so, they're so diehard that that's who they're gonna vote in, no matter who they are. Like, and it it, it really is sad. Like, it's sad that people are supporting this, and it's sad that people will support his racist ass because he is racist, it's flat out racist. And he says all this stuff about Mexicans, but then I have Mexicans on my Facebook page who support Donald Trump. Oh, really? Cause you know what? Whether you support him or not, let him come, let it come down to truly how he's acting. He's gonna kick your ass out, and then what you gonna do?
0: Well, I was born here. Right? No, I really I have don't to care. leave.
1: Like you're Mexican, get the fuck out. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't
0: know. I, I, I would. I don't know what would happen if Donald Trump became president. And I'm moving to Canada. Hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm not
2: that extreme. Like I'm mm-hmm. not those people. Like I'm going to leave this country no. if so and so. I wouldn't leave it either. But I'm pretty level-headed about it. Like I may not like it, or I may not like some of the things they mm-hmm. say and do. But I don't know.
0: Yeah, guys, yeah. get out there and vote. Really study about who you want to run your country, and just really study up on them, and just get out there and vote. It's not that hard.
2: No, no, but be be informed voters. And, I mean,
0: that's a challenge not only to you, but a
2: challenge to us Mm -hmm. to remain informed of the people that are running, right, regardless of their party affiliation, because I've checked into some independents on previous elections, and I really like their platforms better than, like, a Democrat or Republican. Mm -hmm. And there's actually some Republicans that are so far to the middle like they're really close to the middle Mm -hmm. where their platforms actually aren't that bad they're pretty decent platforms so i think you really just have to be aware of what their platforms are what they believe in and what they're willing to stand up for
1: and just be open minded about what you're reading or what you're researching like don't just be closed-minded because it's not what you're used to believing in or you've been taught to believe in just going with the open mind because I, I that's the only way I think that stuff's truly gonna change if people just start going into things with open minds.
2: Yeah, and there are 23 states that offer online voter registration. Um, I know with Illinois, you have to have a state or a state ID or a driver's license, mm-hmm. and you can do it online. Um, but. I kind of went through and did a brief look on PBS.org about the different presidents that are running. And they have a series where they ask, uh, will they identify 10 different issues in the presidential candidate's stance on it? Mm-hmm. So I looked at a few of the major ones that most of the candidates... Um, had a a stance on. Mm -hmm. I will also post links in the show notes to each of the candidates' pages, so you can just go for yourself and look at their issues and what they're representing. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to do is we're going to kind of play a little game here. I'm going to give the title of the issue, and then each of us ladies has to give our stance on the issue, and then I'll go through and whoever provided one based on pbs.org, Whoever gave a stance on that issue of mm-hmm. the candidates, I'll read their stance.
1: All right? Got it. Okay. We were not prepped for this. Not they were all. not. So this is why it's a fun little game for me. Not all right. at all. Next time we're doing a shot round and Tiff's taking them all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm to make sure Tiff loses <laughs> this one.
2: <laughs> That's what I should have done. And we are doing shots today, ladies. <laughs> no. Shit. Ooh. All right. So the first issue is climate change. Do you guys feel that climate change exists? And do you feel it is man made? Meaning we are the ones that caused global warming. Mm. No. So I mean, I no it doesn't just, no it
1: doesn't exist or it does exist? I don't think it does. I think it's just it is what it is. The okay. world I don't I don't know. No, my answer is no.
0: I don't know, like I it's man made I would say that some of the problems in the world are man made and that we could just with certain things that technology nowadays, I would say that we probably couldn't help it, but we could like global warming? yeah, but I think we're we're the cause of it, like you think so, we are the cause of it, yeah, and I think that people are so used to how things are that even though it's affecting. Global warming and it's affecting the world. Like we don't care because we don't want to change what we already feel comfortable with. That's just my opinion. I don't know.
2: I would have mm-hmm. to agree with Daniel on this. I think that, I mean, scientists have proven that global warming is in fact oh, a real thing. <laughs> I Don't do that research. <laughs> Though politicians den- deny, <laughs> deny, deny, all. deny um, for the most part. Um, so scientists have said, like the overwhelming the entire scientific community is like, Yes, global warming is real, and yes, we are the cause of it because overpopulation mm-hmm. pollution, no oh, yeah, I guess you're our right. pollution is eating away at the ozone layer, which is causing the sun's rays to heat up the earth at a faster rate that's true, so we got the melting ice caps and different things like that mm-hmm. um, so I didn't see a stance from Hillary Rodden Clinton on the site um but I imagine she has one. Martin O'Malley said it is real and a natural threat. Government should regulate greenhouse gas emissions. Bernie Sanders says charge companies for carbon emissions. Jeb Bush says climate change is a real concern. It is not clear how much is caused by humans. Ben Carson says the climate change debate is irrelevant. Temperature change is cyclical. And he's the retired neurosurgeon. So a little bit weird to me. Chris Christie, climate change is real and at least partially man-made. Approve the Keystone Pipeline. So, oil, oil, oil. All right. Carly Fiorina, it is real and man-made, but government has limited ability to address it. Now, I will make a special note that I looked at um, Jim Gilmore, who is listed as being a presidential candidate. Mm. He has a website. On the website, he has no issues listed. At all. He doesn't have an issues page that I could find. Mm-hmm. And when I checked the PBS.org to see if they had a 10 um, issues segment on him, there was none. So at this point, I am not sure what his issues are on anything. Lindsey Graham said climate change is real, man made, and an economic and environmental problem. Mike Huckabee said scientific predictions are inaccurate, but no hard definitive stance. John Kasich said, Climate change is real. EPA should not regulate emissions. So he's saying, yeah, climate change is happening, but let's not do anything about it. George Pataki said, climate change is real. Combat it through private initiatives. Mark Rubio said, it is real. It is not caused by man. Rick Santorum said, not caused by human activity. Allow more oil and gas drilling. And Donald Trump said, it's a hoax. Of course. Mm-hmm. It's just some... It's It's just some joke. <laughs> <I did>
0: like
1: <laughs>
0: him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. It All just right. slipped out. Watch Donald so Trump
2: like what? <laughs> about that What is your guys' stance on education? Uh, these three issues. No Child Left Behind, mm-hmm. Common Core, and mm-hmm. College Tuition.
0: <laughs> okay, so then I would say We shouldn't that, be able to think about this. <laughs> I would say for the No Child Left Behind because I am mean into to you my now thought and my school of thought when I was in high school. When I was in high school, the no child left behind, we were just getting so many people aren't in our school. And mm-hmm. I was like, What the heck? Like all these people coming to our school. Our school turned into a bad school. Like and someone was like, mm-hmm. you know, there's the no child left behind. That, like they have to They can't leave anybody behind, so they have to take them to the school district. But now I, you know, because at first I was like, that's a problem. But then I see, like, I think that more, if you get more people, more children in the school districts, we could try to change their lives. Like, being in school and them getting an education, them having something to do besides run the streets, I think that it would be, it's better for them. So, I am all for the no child left behind. Um, I'm not 100%... Sure, what the Common Core is? Common it's core the way is a of new learning. method of learning. That's probably why we can't really
1: help our oh, children doing their homework. Oh, that's where it's doing like you're more
0: homework. estimating than you're trying yes. to like get the correct. Okay. Yes. I don't. I'm. I'm sorry. I don't agree with the Common Core. I'm, I don't either. You know, is that what they're going to teach engineers now? Hey, just estimate. What you know, what architects just estimate. Mm-hmm. Don't get you know like the actual facts, the actual numbers. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. I think the way we grew up doing it, I think that's how it should be. Don't fix what, don't fix what's not broken. It's kind of my thing. I think it's a quicker way for me just to get kids to like hurry up and do their homework. Is just mm-hmm. like, but I mean I know my kids' school like everything's changed from what it was like even two years ago. Like the way they do everything's oh, yeah. changed now, and I'm just like, I don't know how I like about it, but you know we're kind of go with the flow and see how my kids pick up on it and do with it. Mm-hmm. And what was the third one? The college. The college. Free college. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for the free tuition. I'm just saying, I think if tuition was free, I think a lot of more people would go to college. You would have better education. Mm-hmm. You you know what I'm saying? If college was free, I would have gone and probably gotten quite a few degrees. But just the cost of it right now, and with me having three kids, I really couldn't afford it. So...
1: What about you, Lisa? Um, with the no child left behind, isn't that kind of where the parents have the choice if the child should be held back or not? Yes.
2: Like So basically their thing is, like, you may not really be qualified to move on to the next right. level, but we'll just push you through. Because
1: your parents anyways. doesn't want you to. Yeah. I don't agree with that because I feel like if a child is struggling, the teacher... It's obviously trained, just like we're all trained in our jobs, to say, okay, your child will not make it from second grade to third grade because they're just not striving at that to go up to third grade. And then the parents like, Well, I don't want my child to be that kid left behind so or held back, so no, I'm not gonna let you hold them back. Well now you've put your child in a horrible situation in third grade where they're not ready for third grade, they're not at the level of third grade, so now you're sending them up to fail again, to struggle through a whole year of school, and to possibly be made fun of because they don't understand. So I don't really agree with the no child left behind in that sense because I don't think a parent should 100% dictate yes or no if the child should be held back or moved forward. I'm not trained in a teacher's position, so I would not want to be saying if somebody came to me and said, we'll say Mariana, she's not at her, um, at a third, she's not even doing good in her third grade level, so we don't think she should move to fourth grade. I would not be like, uh, no, you're pushing her. Like, she's going to a special class for reading. It came as a shock to me and Calvin because we've always thought she's been right at her level where she's supposed to be or higher. But she's not. Like, she was struggling with reading, so she has to go into a special class. And when I was asking the teacher a question, she was like, well, you can say you don't want her in this class. Well, now that you've explained it, of course I want her there. Like, you're with her. You do the testing. You do what level she's supposed to be at. So if you think this is going to be beneficial for her, then I'm going to let her stay there.
2: Okay, so this is what it says. The No Child Left Behind Act of 2001 is a United States Act of Congress that is a reauthorization of the Elementary and Secondary Education Act. Um, It's basically standards-based education reform, meaning the school must meet certain, like you have to give assessments every certain year. Mm -hmm. And if the children in the school are not showing an improvement, then you lose federal funding.
0: Oh, so it's not even, like,
2: a parent going
1: forward.
0: So or I thought, because I thought No Child Left Behind was you can't tell a student they can't come into the school. Like, and I thought you know, it was a parent not letting It looks like it's saying that they
2: have to show improvement. Like, you don't have to hit national standards, but you mm-hmm. have to show that the curriculum that you're putting forth in front of the students is causing them to improve. Okay, so well, then. Well, then I'm for it.
0: Well, okay, so would, for that aspect, though, because then, like, now that you explained it to me, because, like I said, I honestly thought mm-hmm. that the No Child Left Behind was a school cannot deny a student from coming into the school. You can't say no, they can't come into mm-hmm. the school or the school district or whatever. Um But with that being said, that you just explained it to us, then this is where, it was it a couple years ago, where teachers were starting to get jail time and sentenced for... um What is it? Like cheating on their numbers. So like the test that they were doing, they were cheating on the test numbers. That was in Chicago,
1: right? Yeah, I believe it was. Yeah. So
0: this is like what you kind of pushed teachers to do and I'm Otherwise, not saying that you're, you're not putting a gun to their yes. yeah,
2: So districts. you're not
0: putting a gun to their head and saying, mm-hmm. hey, you have to do it but at the same time you're like, we're we're already, you know, low funded school. Now that our kids aren't learning at the level that they should be learning, we're losing even more funding. And I've noticed like a lot of teachers have to fund out of their pockets even yeah. in the nicer neighborhoods or the richer yeah. neighborhoods, you know, as it is. So I don't know where I would stand with that, but I don't know. It's kind it's of kind like... It's kind of like I'm on the fence I, because... I would think you would want to put more funding in them if they're lower mm-hmm. because you would want them to be able to have yeah. the resources but that they need. But what they're they saying need. is
2: your curriculum should show marked improvement and you, based on these standardized tests, you should be able to prove that. And... Some will say that the standardized tests are culturally biased. Mm -hmm. If kids don't see these things, they don't ever witness these things, they're not going to be able to pass a certain standardized test that references these type of things. So some say that culturally you're making low-income students more disadvantaged by doing this, and then they lose their funding on top of that, so they're really not learning anything. So... I know a lot of teachers have a problem with as many assessments that they have Mm -hmm. to do all the time. They say we spend more time giving tests and reviewing tests and going over test scores than we do actually teaching the curriculum that we need to teach. Right.
0: And I know, like, Brill and Carmella have taken a lot, a lot of tests. And it's just crazy because they're doing a lot of assessments, you know, and I'm just like... When we went to
1: to, um, the kids' first, like, parent-teacher conference. She was like, well, we did this assessment so far, this assessment, this is said." I'm like, what the hell do you expect my baby to know by the first three months of school? Like, this is crazy. Exactly. So they
2: test them. They do like a test at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And then they have to test again, like the following quarter. And then again mm-hmm. at the end of the year. Is that to see if like, to see the, the progress, students- to prove that your student is progressing throughout the mm-hmm. year. So you do a base test, and then you give them a midterm test, basically, and then you give them one at the end of the year, and they should show marked improvement based on what you're teaching them according to these tests.
0: So what if, I don't know, what if students are already higher? Because like I've said before, Brello and Carmelo took them. Bello was like, I think he was in the 90th percentile, and Braille was like in the 79th, 80th percentile. So it's like, if they stay right where they are, and I know it's like a school district all together, but... You know, a student being that young, how much more are they going to approve? Because I don't think probably one out of a billion students are probably going to be 100% all the way across the board.
2: From what I heard, and I correct me if I'm wrong, if you're a teacher and you're more familiar with the way the test flow is, at the beginning of the year, it's a test to see what they know, where Mm -hmm. their baseline is. But it doesn't include all of the questions. I think they actually add more mm-hmm. detail and more requirements as the test goes on. And mm-hmm. I think right now they're starting to digitize the test also. So they're moving away from the whole pencil and paper mm-hmm. thing and to taking tests on a computer or a tablet in electronic form.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so but they I, I think, in think
1: the test progressed. I'm not sure about mm-hmm. that. Like I'm, pretty I'm think- sure they do. I think my thing with the whole testing is. And this is just for me being in school and knowing how I am. Like, you could ask me something. Like, just talking right here and I could know the answer. But tell me I'm taking a test and make me sit in front of something and this is going to be my score. It's like my brain just goes, and I can't do it. That's how So, it I don't to do good me. on tests. Like, they'll say, we don't get it. Like, Lisa knows what she's doing. She knows her stuff. She can answer questions in class. She can do this. Her, her homework is right. Her papers right. But the second she gets that test... It's like, she just, her mind forgets what that's, everything is. So, so do I think that that's fair to those kids who were like I was? Absolutely not, because they could be as smart as can be, but because this test says that they're not, I don't think that's right. But then, like, was it the college? Yeah. Yeah, college would be great to be free, but how are you going to pay those college teachers? How are you going to fund, like, the school? Well, they were saying it'd
2: be federally funded, um... I'm kind of for the free college, even though at this point I'm pretty much done. Right. Huh. Um, I think that I'm still for it because now it's a base requirement for you to have a bachelor's degree to yeah. get any decent job to support your family. Mm-hmm. And you're at a disadvantage compared to a lot of other people mm-hmm. who have the money to attend college, whereas you don't. And they say, well, if you're very poor, you can go to college for free. hmm and I'm like, what about the people who work a job, who actually try to contribute, right. who try not to be boochers, mm-hmm. who are you know, make too much to be able to afford a college, or they go into debt for life because college. you have to pay for this ridiculous college fee. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean if if the teachers and everything is gonna be federally funded then if they got that money to fund them, then yeah, I would be all for college. Could be now for see, free. imagine you being a candidate
2: and having to answer all these questions and no, no details thank you. and make an
0: informed decision. No, thank you. I mean, I think that they're just giving like their honest opinion
1: mm-hmm.
0: of what they feel, but what's the third
1: question? Did it, did we Common it? core. No, I did not. Oh, I did.
2: oh, you want to know how many other fields that we have here? No, I thought you did three questions. Yeah,
0: she did Common Core, um, No Child Left Behind, and Oh, never mind.
2: Okay. You got all those <laughs> I don't know. ones? I do
0: Yeah, I don't know. All right. I don't know. What is your stance
2: on immigration?
0: Meaning in our country?
2: Yeah, we wouldn't talk about immigration in other countries because as a president, you have no control over.
1: You mean, like, just letting people come over here, sneaking in, and not having to do nothing? Like Yeah, so that undocumented that? workers. So right now you have undocumented workers.
2: Um, so technically they are not mm-hmm. citizens. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Because that's a hot-button issue right now that a lot of candidates are having to answer. Do you think we should give them a path to citizenship?
1: I feel like if they're coming here to better themselves they agree to do everything that they have to go through to become a citizen here, then fine. Do it because who doesn't want to better themselves? Who doesn't want to have a better life for their families? But do I feel like they should just come here, stay under the radar, um, you know, get all of the stuff that we can't even get and still be under the radar and not have to do, you know, become a citizen and... No, I don't. I feel like if you want to come here, then you truly need to go through your steps to become a citizen and make yourself have a better life. So a lot of them work like
2: all day long in the fields. Mm -hmm. They do not have to 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 receive a minimum wage. They do not get benefits because they're undocumented. You can't Mm -hmm. get benefits as an undocumented But isn't
1: there something that you can get now? I think there is stuff that you can now get if you're even as an undocumented citizen.
2: But then you'd have to register under which business that you're working under, and they'd have to pay into that. They'd have to be taxed more for having undocumented workers. I mean, the whole point Mm -hmm. is you have no documents. Mm -hmm. So technically, they don't have to claim you anything. They don't have to pay anything. And technically, you can't be here. So really, they could just have you deported Mm -hmm. for reporting them. And a lot of people who say, okay, well, there's people who will work here. Well, you're using somebody's social security number, right? To get a job. To collect Mm -hmm. benefits. To do those type of things. So, a lot of them are paying taxes under somebody else's social security. Anytime you work a job, they're taking out your federal and your state taxes anyways, right? So, are you not paying for benefits that you really are going to get anyways?
0: I think that a lot of immigrants they're doing getting paid under the table. Mm -hmm. Um I
2: but how are they collecting the benefits that everybody's saying they're collecting? That's the question. Because don't you have to have a social security number in order to do that?
0: But -hmm. then they have what is that what is that ID called? There's like another type of ID that you can get a green card? No, there's there's a social security number but like everyone has and I don't know... Exactly it's like a visa? Every, no. There's like another... I don't know all about you it, but You can I come here they, from, There's like another ID it's a green number card. you we have as a person. But how do you, how do you I t- obtain that How ID know. number? When we, I don't know. How to do when that. I worked I in the business office
1: is, at the clinic, if you come here under a green card, and literally the cards are green, like they are a green card, they look like like your driver's license would look, but they're the green card and they're from say Mexico or whatever, they authorize you. And if I'm wrong, anybody, please like put it, let us know because it's just how it was explained to us where I work. Um, they are read like they're okay to be here for so long. Yeah. Right. So they can get the benefits from here. And then at, when that time is up, they're no longer here. And if they're not, if their green card is not like up to date from Mexico, then they can't get their stuff anymore. So is that what you're talking about? Like, they have something they can register shortly?
0: Well, I, I was just talking about people in general. There's another ID number. But, yes, that is true. There is um, a visa or a green card that people mm-hmm. have, and you can get it extended. People can get it extended mm-hmm. for, like, three months at a time until you get um, become a citizen. Now, a lot of people immigrants come here, and they marry okay. in for them mm-hmm. to stay. Or I was told that a mother could stay if her child got married. So you're
2: talking about, oh, child who got, got married, married or yeah. born?
0: Ch- married. Like, even if your oh, child. Yeah. you're born, talking about anchor babies. No, even if your child's born. born... No, because even if a child's born here, you still can get deported, but your child, not necessarily, because they were born here in the United States. But I was told, um, and like I said, correct me if I'm wrong, but I was told that... Um, someone had told me that their mom was allowed to stay because their brother got married. And I don't know, like, what the law is, Mm -hmm. but, like, that's a law, like, the mom can stay here because her son or child got married within there, like, you know, when they had Mm. came over, whatever. But there's a lot that you have to go through to become a U.S. citizen. And it takes a lot, like, it takes a long time for you to do it. It's hard for them you know, people to obtain credit and anything else within Mm -hmm. the United States. And I've just personally seen it from other people. Um, I don't want to speak on everything that I don't necessarily know, but I have asked questions. So, you know, this is just stuff that I have been told or stuff that Mm -hmm. I've seen or comments, you know, that were made or whatnot, but my personal opinion on it, I, I have to agree with you, Lisa. If you're coming here to better yourself, then why not? Right. You know, why reject somebody that's trying to make their life better? That's like telling me, you know, you're never going to be anything. So why even try to make your, your life better? So mm-hmm. then, you know, why not try to help somebody else out? You know, that's just my opinion. And now I can see if immigrants are coming over here and they were trying to destroy the U.S. or you know, coming over here trying to take over, then I would be like, you know what? Yeah, let's let's close mm-hmm. the doors and not let them in. But for the most part, everyone that's coming over here is trying to make a better life for themselves. Mm-hmm. So why deny them that? Why deny someone to try to make their life better? That's just like you as, even as a U.S. citizen, you wouldn't want somebody to deny you when you're just trying to make your life better.
1: When, um, also with the business office, like, if you come here... Say you're here visiting a relative and you're from another state or from another country. Like you are not a citizen here. Say you're here, we'll say it illegally. Because I did have a patient who they acted like they were here visiting relatives in the states. And they would hop state to state to try not to get caught being here. If you are here and something medically goes wrong with you, you can go to an emergency room. If it's a true emergency... That emergency room can apply for you to have public aid, like Medicaid. If it's a true emergency, it's a true emergency. You can get Medicaid and they will pay your bills. Okay. The state of Illinois will pay your bill. Like, we've seen it all the time because our doctors work at hospitals. Well, they worked at Mercy and they worked at, at Copley. So, right there is two places, you know, with lower income and especially like Mercy. That's where a lot of those patients would go. And they would be there for an emergency. They would get public aid. Well, if it's something that they had to follow up with our doctors from, say like a hospital follow-up and our doctor was the one on call, then now they come to the clinic. They see the doctor. They get all of their follow-ups still being here under public aid. And it's all paid for because we have to see them. If it's considered an emergency in the hospital, in the hospital, it's approved. We see them under that, and the state of Illinois does pay all their medical bills.
2: Yep. So still. what happens then after that? You pay their bills,
0: and then you send them back to whatever no, country they, they came. No, they can't back. report them. They don't report them. I mean, that's they the can't same report a U.S. citizen though. If it's an emergency, and I was told by somebody, because I'm like, you can't keep going to a doctor if you don't have insurance. Mm-hmm. And they said, no, if it's an emergency in the emergency room, and the emergency room, yeah. says you have to follow up with the doctor. That doctor has to mm-hmm. take you, even if you don't have you insurance. Can that that to care you could be terminated of your care from
1: a doctor. Say you have thousands of medical bills they sent you to collections and they've terminated your care. Like where I work, it's $2,500 if you go into collections for that and you are over $2,500 unless you have an HMO, they will terminate you. Well, if you're seen in the ER by one of our physicians, or our physician is on call that day. We have to see you. Like, we cannot not see you. You have to be seen. And and that's how it is with people who are here illegally. If you're seen there, you will get public aid if it is truly an emergency. So then,
2: okay, that segues into the next
1: one. How do you guys feel about Obamacare? Hmm. (laughs) I'm very, like, iffy back and forth, especially just from working at the clinic. Um, Obamacare was made out to be this huge, affordable, it's going to help everybody who has no insurance, it's good insurance, and truly it's a pain in the ass, and it's extremely expensive. It is very expensive.
0: They totally
1: dictate your health care. It absolutely dictates your health care 100%. If a doctor thinks you should do something, but the Obamacare plan does not, you're screwed. You can't do it, or you pay for it out of your pocket. Most people on Obamacare pay, like, $1,500 a month. Okay. And that's not even with full family coverage. That's a lot Like, it's very expensive. It's totally... It dictates your health care worse than what, like, our insurances, like, our HMOs would dictate. Like a private... Right. Like, what you have through your job. I mean, it totally dictates your every move in health care. Like, if they feel... Or a lot of times... If you're on the Obamacare, the the places that will take the Obamacare is nowhere in your surrounding area. So if you truly are poor, you don't have a car, you don't have a means of transportation, you're screwed doubly because what are you supposed to do? You can't just go to... If you don't pick the Copley Obamacare or the Mercy, you cannot go there. You go there and you are not dying. They will send you away and say, you need to go to your network within your Obamacare you cannot go here.
2: But that's if- like any other place. Like, I have private insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Dryer Medical and I said, hey, I've always gone here for my other children. Mm-hmm. Can I please go here for my last child? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we can't deliver you at Provena Mercy anymore. So, No. Even though your insurance is covered here, we cannot see you for any prenatal visits. I said, you can't even see me until I... What's your insurance? Until I... I had um Blue Cross Blue Shield. Why can't they see you? They said, with your network, we can... Did you have HML. They said, we can... I- possibly. Yeah. We can see you here, but because our doctors can't deliver your baby there at that hospital, uh, we can't even see you for prenatal visits. So we I said, you like want a- me to go without prenatal care... Why well, search for someone who can deliver at a hospital that I can go to and a clinic? I said, even though you cover
1: me? Yes. So I got turned away and I had private insurance. It's probably the type of your insurance. Like, insurance, it takes so much now that it, it's ridiculous. Like, even with CTs and MRI, I just make sure pre certs are done through insurance. If that insurance company feels like a patient would be better in two months, by having physical therapy, they won't approve the patient's MRI. See, like, yeah, and it's just things like this that it's I'm ridiculous. like... ridiculous. We
2: criticize Obamacare as like, oh, well, it's really expensive. You still have to pay a lot of out of pocket, and, you know, you can't go where you want to. And I pay for private insurance, mm-hmm. and still I can. still can't go where mm-hmm. I want to. I still have to pay shit out of my pocket. And, you know, you don't cover everything. So... It's becoming less and less that you want to cover, and a lot of people blame it on Obamacare. But I'm like, this trend started before Obamacare, where you were charging us for $8 for Tylenol at a fucking Mm -hmm. hospital. I know how much Tylenol costs. I could probably get, like, two bottles of Tylenol for
1: what you charged me for, too little Tylenol. I don't think the insurance expensiveness started because of Obamacare. It started way before Obamacare, and Obamacare is just easier for people to you know, sit and blame it on. Um right now I work at a healthcare for us to have PPO insurance as a family for my kids to continue to go to their doctor that they go to, it would be five hundred and seventeen dollars every two weeks out of my paycheck. Every and I'm like, I can't afford that. Who the hell can afford five hundred and seventeen dollars? But well, you don't pay me. Much right. Jet about that. <laughs> and you expect me to pay you $517 every two weeks? I was like, I cannot do that. Like, what are we going to do?
2: Well, I'm going to read off some of the responses from the candidates on this topic, and then I'll also post some of their points on these basic topics, like a comparison sheet for you guys, and also links to their pages. Um, so for Obamacare, Hillary Rodden Clinton says, keep it, strengthen it, tout it. Martin O'Malley said, expand the Affordable Health Care Act, move to an all-payer system. Bernie Sanders says, change to single-payer government-provided health care. Jeb Bush says, replace with market-oriented alternative, which sounds like privatization to me, back to where we were. Ben Carson says, replace the Affordable Uh, Care Act with health savings accounts, which anybody who's aware of that, it's just basically you pay your own money into it. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure what he thinks that the rest of us can afford. Uh, Not neurosurgeon pay for the majority of us. Uh (laughs) Chris Christie said, repeal and replace it. New Jersey accepted Medicaid expansion portion of the law. So he agrees with the Medicaid expansion portion of it, but the rest of it probably get rid of it. Ted Cruz said repeal it. Carly Fiorina said, repeal the Affordable Care Act, increase health insurance competition. I'm not sure how they plan to do that. Uh, Lindsey Graham said, repeal it or defund it. Mike Huckabee said, repeal the Affordable Care Act. Government should subsidize those facing extraordinary costs, which is basically all of us at this point. John Kasich said, keep the federal Medicaid expansion, repeal and replace the rest of the... Uh, Affordable Health Care Act. George Pataki said, repeal it, pass an at- alternative to it. Marco Rubio said, repeal it, replace it with tax credits and fewer regulations. Uh, Rick Santorum said, repeal it. Set up alternative system with tax credits for low-income Americans and high-risk pools for those with previous illness. And Donald Trump said, repeal it and replace it. Um, this just kind of gives you an idea of how different everybody's views are on all these topics. And even just us sitting here, the three of us all have different ideas on these topics that we discussed. So I think that you guys should definitely check out the candidates, see where they stand on each of these issues, and then make your decision off of that, who you want to support. Uh, Not just who sounds familiar to you, um, but just really get familiar with everybody that you can in the campaign.
1: Right, and we are not political professionals.
2: No, we're not. We're just registered voters, like many of you, <laughs> and not so many of you. All
1: right, maybe more of you need to do that.
0: All right, Danielle, did you want to close us out? Sure, guys. We want to thank you guys for just being loyal listeners to our podcast. Um, thank you for taking out the time to listen to our podcast and share it and. Comment and respond to our questions. We would also like you guys um, to check out our Facebook page, um, the MWT Podcast, as well as our Instagram page. Same thing, the MWT Podcast, Twitter at the MWT <laughs> MWT Podcast. We
2: can say it over and over. The MWT Podcast. Just so so nice.
0: you. <laughs> you guys can always contact uh, us via email. At the MWT podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, send us, you know, if you guys have any questions that you guys want, you know, us to answer, if you guys have any topics that you guys mm-hmm. want us to cover, even drinks that you guys want us to cover, if you guys have suggestions, um, if you think we're doing change, a horrible job, <laughs> um, you we fine. don't care. <laughs> Just kidding.
2: <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Drop some notes and just mm-hmm. let us know.
0: Um, you can always set us up on any of our um, social media. We're always on there. We're we're always willing to respond. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that can make our show better that you guys think, just let us know. So if you want to just tell us how great we are, do that too. Yeah, you know, we I like that. love
1: to hear that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And um, we are on 1515av.com, so go over there, check out the website, check out some of the other podcasts. We have Studio Flow, where we discuss different albums coming out. Um, We have Love and Hip Hop, if you follow those shows. There's Lease Up About Boxing. Yep. Wrestling Roundtable. RBU, if you like wrestling. Wrestling.
1: (laughs) Whatever you want to
2: call it. But yeah, just go there and check out some of the other stuff that we got going on.
0: We also got blogs going on on the site, so you can check out check out the the many different blogs on the site too. So, mm-hmm.
2: learn how to make some sangria. Oh, it yeah. was
0: delicious. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, ladies. Right. Well, it looks like we are
1: um, out of Arbor Mist got anything to rhyme with that too she should have just said
2: there's a word why yeah because yes. I was no, waiting no, for a, I was no, waiting for a rhyme I'm waiting for a rhyme so we're out of this yeah yes. peace peace. <laughs> peace see ya <laughs>